Hello, hello. You're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. And we made it through another week. We made it through some scorching temperatures. And it feels like things are trying to get back to normal. But nevertheless, beware, stay safe. Uh, We have um, threats still of COVID, monkeypox, and even things that have not been named in the atmosphere. So we just thank God that he protects us from dangers seen and unseen. It's great to uh, be with you tonight and, uh, you know, just to have a conversation around staying strong, staying encouraged, and mostly not giving up (laughs) no matter uh, what comes our way. We want to stay with the mindset, amen, and, um, you know, of a, of a positive mindset. And it really kind of starts, too, with, you know, the ways that we think about things. So we want to make sure that, you know, what we think and what we say, right? Uh, I want to read you Philippians 4.8. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be anything praiseworthy, then meditate on these things. Think on these things. So we really, really, really have to put emphasis on what are we really, really thinking about when our mind spaces out? Are we becoming anxious? Are we thinking about the woes of the world, the troubles, the, you know, and, um, you know, loss? All those, these things bombard us. It's a part of life, you know. Um, God knew it. He knew we were going to tr- um, go through situations. That's why he said, you know, many, you know, are the afflictions, the troubles of the righteous, um, but he's going to deliver us from them all. Now, here's the thing in the, in the meantime, how do we hold on? How do we stay connected to him? How do we stay trusting his word? You know, that's right there in that space is where we develop not only a momentum, but a strength, a hidden power to be able to hold on and to hang on, not just hang on like, uh, but to hold on until our change comes. Right. But in the meantime, how do we begin to still have joy in the midst of waiting for our change to come? Now, that takes practice. It definitely is a process. But start the journey. Right. Because a lot of things that I used to worry about, I couldn't do nothing about. And so, you know, and and I just can't we can't let like the residue of worry still be there, um, you know. And so what we do is we begin to try to transport our thinking, in other words, um, to thinking things that are, you know, honorable and praiseworthy. I, I, I like the amplified version. Finally, believers, whatever is true, right? Well, you shouldn't be thinking, if it's not true, if it's hearsay, somebody said it, we don't really know, then, you know, we don't want to think about those things. And the one thing I know is true is God's word. Because he'll say something that may be impossible in our life. But then when you begin to say, but wait a minute, God said that all things, amen, are possible to them who believe. Because when I begin to exercise my faith, right, then all of a sudden God is pleased. 
because he said, without faith, it's impossible to please him. So I want to stay in a mindset that is going to produce and help to strengthen my faith. Hallelujah. And so uh, we, we once again, we, we have to think about what's true, whatever things are honorable, I, you know, uh, what things are worthy of respect. We're focusing on, you know, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace. I like that one. See, this is the amplified version of the same scripture, Philippians 4 and 8. Think about those things that are going to bring you peace and not worry, right? Sometimes we've got, oh, I mean, the most powerful thing is being able to flip the script. And while you're waiting for change, even if it's in a person, because we can't control them at the rate of which they change, we only can pray and believe to speak those things that are not as though they were as we begin to speak those things, right? That will bring peace, right? Don't don't talk about the problem, but talk about the solution, the peace in it. Whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence in it, if there is anything worthy in it, if there's anything praiseworthy in it, think continually, continually, continually on these things and begin to center your mind on them and implant them in your heart, right? Well, I tell you, that's something that we're going to kind of talk about, you know, um, in a minute. The message that was on my heart today was to really talk about being fully persuaded, right? Are we really fully persuaded about the things that we believe? And so we be going to challenge, you know, our belief system right now right and so i uh, i was talking with someone and uh, uh, and they were saying how you know there's really two types of atheists and we know th the definition of atheists is someone who doesn't who lacks belief in god they don't really believe that there is a god right but then yet a christian person is the opposite they believe in god but yet they were saying that there's really two types of atheists there's the atheist who doesn't believe in god and the christian atheist who they believe that there is a god but they don't believe the word of god or they don't believe what he said right they don't stand on the promises of god right when their trouble comes they forget that wait wait this is this is um this is really really what happens. This is, you know, as Jesus was challenged, right? Um, how are we not going to be challenged? Uh, he said that there was going to be troubles. He said there was going to be afflictions, but yet, you know, hold on. You know, he said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Amen. And so the Christian atheist is therefore somebody who's really not fully persuaded in what God's word says, right? And so therefore God's word can't work. See, we got to work the word, in other words, right? If something's not working, then, you know, we got to troubleshoot it. I know when my lamp's not working, I have to troubleshoot, like, what is it, the light bulb? Is it plugged in? There's certain things that I begin to ask myself, even in my own life when I begin to examine. If God said that by his stripes I should be healed, heals. Whenever sickness comes, I've got to challenge it. I can't just let it go. I just can't, you know, just uh, throw my hands up and be like, oh, well, I'm like, no, God said that he came to destroy the works of the enemy. And so therefore, I've got to challenge that sickness. I got to challenge that headache. I've got to challenge that pain that's come before me because that it indicates that something is wrong. It indicates that, you know, th there's, there's a shift. Something is happening that my body was not designed to do. God didn't create it to have 
have any flaws, anything, any pains. And when the pain comes, something might be wrong. Some say automatically in aging, but I'm going to disagree in a sense because I see lots of people, elderly, 96, they're still running marathons. They're still doing great things. Different cultures are still elderly, are very um, riding bikes, are very progressive. So not necessarily so. And so we have to sometimes challenge those things, that negativity, that fear. We've got to challenge it. We just can't let go to give in, cave in to fear, cave in to worry and anxiety. The Bible tells us to fear not, right? Fret not thyself, right, of evildoers. For those people or things that seem to be prospering in their own way. He said, because soon they'll be cut down like the grass. So that helps me in a sense to not compare myself to other people, right? Because when I compare myself to other people, then woe is me. I begin to then put myself down, especially if I in my own thoughts don't feel like we're measuring up. Or if you don't feel like you're measuring up, then all of a sudden you then become discouraged because your life may not be like that. But, you know, maybe, I don't know their background story. I don't know, you know, maybe if wealth was handed to them. I don't know if, uh, you know, what what things help propel them to where they are, where T.D. Jakes is, where what Anita Byram is, you know, Joel Osteen. We compare ourselves sometimes even in ministry to things, right? But all I know is wherever they are, I heard a, I heard a, um, a saying is that Bruce Lee, the greatest, you know, a kung fu master, right, uh, had a son, uh, Brandon Lee, I believe his name was Brandon Lee. And um, so after his father died, you know, when you say you're Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son, doors are open to you because of the name of your father, right? But one thing is like, okay, we want to do a movie. Let's check out Brandon Lee. That's Bruce Lee's son, right? But even though Bruce Lee's name got Brandon Lee through the door, he still had to measure up. Right. He still had to uh, produce uh or or he'd be sent right back out the door, you know. And so therefore, God's word works, but we have to work the word. Right. Hallelujah. And we have to believe the word. Right. We can say something in Jesus name. But if we don't believe, amen, what the word said, then we're going to lose its effectiveness. Amen. We may not see it come to fruition and then we'll think God's a liar. But he's not a man that he should lie. Hallelujah. And and so we we remind ourselves that, listen, everybody born has a measure of faith. God just instilled in each and every one when they were born that they have a certain place within them that is for God. Amen. A measure of faith to believe in God. Amen. Everyone. Now, what we do with that measure is solely up to us. I want to say almost unfortunately, it's up to us because we have to increase it. We have to build it like everybody's given muscles, but not everybody's walking around like Arnold Schwarzenegger with, you know, really defined muscles. But he decided that he wanted to do the work to go into the gym daily, watch his diet and eating and begin to work towards building bodybuilding and building his muscles. And so we commend him and, you know, the same thing like with The Rock and other other people. I You know, I don't have a long list of people I know. But um, so therefore, they they did what it took uh, and, and they worked it right. They worked that out. And so um, and then there are people who have the same muscles and they don't do anything with them. 
Am I laughing at myself? Not sure. But nevertheless, so there's a choice there, a choice to work the word or not. We do get that choice. And we do get a choice. Are we going to build our faith or are we just going to keep that same measure that was given when we were infants? Or do we mature it? Do we try to grow it? And so how do we grow faith? Like, how do we begin to build it up, right? And so the Bible says, well, you want to build your faith? Then you're going to have to hear the word. Faith comes by hearing the word. So the more I hear it, I speak it, I believe it, I take it from my head into my heart, then the more my faith is going to grow. My faith in God and Jesus Christ. Right. The same faith that I had 10 years ago. Amen. I have built it stronger. Right. My faith is stronger. Now, I still see room for growth. Absolutely. But it definitely is not where it was when I started my walk with God. And so we get to build it up. You know, I want to encourage each and every one of you listening. Build your faith. Don't let anything stand in the way of you building your faith, you working the word. Amen. There are a lot of benefits. There are a lot of promises. God has said a lot of things in his word, and that's God specifically talking to you through the word of God. And the enemy comes and people come who may not have your same faith, and they'll try to shut it down, right? It's already shut down in them, so not meaning harm. I would like to believe they're not being being malicious about it, but what happens is um, they begin to weaken your faith. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe. I believe God is able to raise the dead, and I believe that he gave us that ability. I stand on the word that said, I have given unto you power. I think, take it personally. Thank you, Lord. I receive the gift of authority and power that you have given me to tread upon the scorpions and the serpents and over all the power of the world. And even knowing that, even believing in that, and even trying to walk in that, I still stumble and procrastinate and sometimes can allow, you know, uh, hosting domains and all these things to kind of like, oh, I got to learn about this. I got to learn about that, you know, and to stop me sometimes, you know. And so we've got to build our faith. Amen. And the Bible also tells us another hint about faith is that if you're not walking by faith, then you're not pleasing God. And if you're not pleasing God, then really, are where are you? Right. So we, he said, without he said, but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he that comes to God, right? When we come to God, we have to believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's Hebrews eleven six. So we, we, we have to believe, right? And be, not believe just simply in our mindset, but believe enough, right, to where we can enact with our faith that will cause us to get up and and produce, to put action towards it. So we definitely have to believe to a point, right, that it causes us to do something about that situation. It's very difficult to believe something and you don't do anything. You're believing something and you're not doing it. You know, if you believe that, um, that, that God is is able to keep you from falling, right? Then whenever opportunities come, that's when we have to stop and just, God is, but God, you're able to keep me from falling. 
You told us, amen, to when to submit unto God, to resist the devil, and he would flee from us, amen. We, If you believe that the enemy does not have power over you, then when the enemy tries to come in our mind and our thoughts or through others, we'll be, be able to immediately shut those thoughts and those things down and say, it might be good for you to do that or to go there, but not me, amen. I remember saying, I remember, I remember um, pastors saying that when I was a baby. In Christian is like, you know, you can't do everything. You can't go everywhere that everybody else goes. If you really believe that God has called you, amen, if you really believe, hallelujah, that God, amen, has says, you know, be holy for I'm holy, then guess what? You're striving right now to have a holy life. But if you believe it in one end, but say, no, oh, you know, maybe in that in this dispensation in time, but maybe down the street I'll become more holy. Or as I get older, but right now I'm young, I'm gonna live my life. No, that's a mandate. As soon as you hear it and believe it, you'll start walking in it. That's what belief does. Belief says I'm gonna walk in that thing. Hallelujah. And so a lot of us are suffering today because we're not, you know, all in <laughs> in our belief. We're not all in in our belief in the word of God. So God really wants our all. He wants our, our all. He wants us to be fully persuaded, right? I mean, I wouldn't want somebody, you know, who signed up for my uh, baseball team but was not persuaded that we could win. So, so the whole time we're playing the game, you don't even believe that we have a chance to win so your playing is is not is you're not giving your all to the game because you really don't believe we could win anyway so why try to do your best and could you imagine if we would go through life that way with that same mindset right and i really don't believe that god wants my life to be good so i'm really not going to live it to the fullest i'm i'm you know or, I, or, or here's the thing i really don't believe that i could lose 50 pounds so why even bother to diet and so the enemy tries to sit on and put um, and and bring strongholds to certain things, you know, in our our life, our patterns, our thoughts, and how we think. And so, therefore, wait a minute, we have to say no, 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 no. God came that I would be that I would have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I want to just give an example of um, Abraham. Amen. And how when God told Abraham when he was in uh, his uh, hundreds and or 99 that um, he was going to have a child, right? It's got to take faith to believe that. Like, I'm all dried up. What are you talking about? I'm 100 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody told me in my 60s or so, you, you're going to have a child. Like, mm-mm-mm. And, and I don't know if that mm-mm is because I wouldn't want one. But nevertheless, we, we're going to say when he heard that in verse 19, this is Romans 4. Really, all of Romans 4 is great. And not to keep us long, so I'm going to start right at 19 instead of going a little further up. And it says, and not and being not weak in faith, Abraham considered not his own body, right? Now dead. He didn't even think about the conditions of his body, but he believed what God had said. And when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. So he so number one, he heard what God said and he didn't get caught up in the impossibility of what was being said. He's like, OK, I know my body's dead. I know Sarah's body's dead. But listen, God, God, God said it. And verse 20, and he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. 
So he didn't even bother to allow unbelief to hit him. Didn't bother to say, you know, well, my mother said, my cousin said that and when you are 100, you can't handle children. But he just focused on what God has said. Amen. And he staggered not, amen, at the promise through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Amen. So now that is exciting. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform it. Come on, come on. Are we fully persuaded that what God has put on our hearts, we are able, that God is able to get us there. He who begun the work in us, he is faithful to, amen. He is faithful to perform it. He is faithful to perform it. Do I believe, am I fully persuaded that what I see now is not what is going to be? That God is taking me through a process. And as he takes me through the process, amen, he's going to get me where I need to be. He's going to get me to my expected end. He's going to get me to my wealthy place. He's going to get me to the place, hallelujah, as he told the children of Israel, the land with milk and honey, hallelujah. And so we cannot stagger. We cannot look at doubt and have unbelief. We cannot worry about what man says is possible because with God, all things are possible. If you believe it, then the one you are believing for, hoping for, your loved one, your child, your cousin, your mother, your aunt, your father, somebody, you are believing for their salvation. You are believing for their health, that they'll be whole, that they'll be healed. You are believing for their success. Hallelujah. You are believing. Amen. Hallelujah. When God says that, hallelujah, the last will become first. Amen. You are believing and hoping, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, even though you can't see it. You really can't put your finger on it. You don't know how it's going to happen. You don't know when it's going to happen. You just believe because God said it, because he put it in your spirit and you won't let it go. Don't let it go. You got to be fully persuaded. Don't let it go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And you've got to know if you choose to doubt, if you choose to not believe God's word, amen, then it's really an act of sin. Hallelujah. I know we get caught up on sin, being drunk, or you're an alcoholic. Maybe you're drug addicted. Maybe you're just like a nymphomaniac having sex with anyone, anybody, anytime. And we'll be like, oh, maybe you might think it's murder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Sin is when you're stealing. Oh, absolutely not. You know, there's all types of sin and ways we sin. But we sin also when we are walking in unbelief. Hallelujah. When we're not believing God's word. Check that out. That's what you're saying. How can you be a Christian and not believe God's word? Your father is sending you messages through his word. He's empowering you. He's instructing you. He is helping you through danger seen and unseen, and he's doing it all through his word. Hallelujah. And if the enemy keeps you so busy where you're not able to get in his in that word, when you don't believe it, you'll read it and then Oof, it's gone. Hallelujah. Or you'll read it and it'll just fall by the way 
wayside. You'll read it, hallelujah, and you just will say, well, that's not for me. That's for the person next to me, the next house or the next seat. It possibly couldn't be me. I need you to believe, hallelujah, that what God is saying right now, I pray your spirit is being stirred right now, that you would begin to believe, hallelujah, that God's got something beautiful to you, for you. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. You are special in his eyes. He loves you with an everlasting love. You were on his mind when he was on the cross, when he was being embarrassed and he was being whooped. Hallelujah. He had you on his mind. Hallelujah. He knows the beginning and the end. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We've got to believe his word. So we want to lay aside every sin and every weight that so easily besets us. And we want to run with endurance the race that has been set before us. So I'm just going to stop right there. We're just going to say, Lord, we just repent of unbelief and doubt where we didn't stand on your word when we had opportunity. Well, we didn't bring it forward, amen, when we heard the word, we heard the Holy Spirit, and we just chose to walk in doubt and unbelief instead or fear. So we repent right now in the name of Jesus. And we pray that you would make those listening whole right now, make me whole right now in the name of Jesus. And from here on out, God, we're going to do better. Hallelujah. So we, we've got to believe the word. The word tells us we have to love. The word of God tells us we have to forgive. The word of God tells us that we have to bear the infirmities of our weaker brother. If we see someone down, we don't just keep kicking them. We help them up. We encourage them. Hallelujah. The word of God says to us to love your enemies. He said, bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. You ever done that? You, 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 you ever been nice to someone who didn't deserve it and then the enemy tries to beat you up? He tries to make you feel like, oh man, you're, you're dumb. They're just taking advantage of you. And so then you go to meanness or you go out of the character that God wants you to stay in. Stay in the vein. Reap those hot coals of fire over their head. Hallelujah. Stay kind. Amen. And stand on the word that says, for I will restore health unto you and I will heal you of your wounds, says the Lord. He said it. Stand on it. Believe it. He said that I'm going to restore your health. If there's health that needs restoration, we're believing God for it right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And he's going to heal you of your wounds. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're out of time. Amen. It's always exciting. Amen. To just begin to just share the word and, and, and stir up our spirits and gifts and love and joy and peace and long suffering and gentleness and kindness and self-control. Stir up the fruit of the spirit, God. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for those listening. And we pray that you, Father God, would touch them supernaturally, even where they are. Hallelujah. Right now, God. We thank you, Father God, for stronger faith, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. You have a wonderful Sunday. God bless you. Love you. Have a powerful week. And remember, greatness is on the inside of you.